0: Hello, I'm Pastor Nathan from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota, and in this installment of Walking Away Through the Bible, we come to Genesis chapter 13. So we're going to begin in Genesis chapter 13, verse 1. Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev, he, his wife, and all he had, and Lot with him. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. He went by stages from the Negev to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had formerly been, to the site where he had built the altar. And Abram called in the name of the Lord there. Now Lot, who was traveling with Abram, also had flocks, herds, and tents. But the land was unable to support them as long as they stayed together, for they had so many possessions that they could not stay together. And there was quarreling between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were living in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please, let us not have quarreling between you and me, or between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, since we are relatives? Isn't the whole land before you? Separate from me. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Lot looked out and saw that the entire plain of the Jordan, as far as Zoar, was well watered everywhere, like the Lord's garden in the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose the entire plain of the Jordan for himself. Then Lot journeyed eastward, and they separated from each other. Abram lived in the land of Canaan. But Lot lived in the cities on the plain and set up his tent near Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were evil. Sodom were evil, sinning immensely against the Lord. After Lot had separated from him, the Lord said to Abram, Look from the place where you are. Look north and south, east and west, for I will give you and your offspring forever all the land that you see. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust of the earth, then your offspring could be counted. Get up and walk around the land through its length and width, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and went to live near the oaks of M- Mamer at Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. And so in Genesis chapter 13, we see kind of this very practical conflict be- between Abram and his relative Lot, where they both have these huge herds, these huge um, like households that includes their, their wives, their children, their um, servants and the people who are working with them, and also their livestock and the people who are watching over them. And the land is just not capable of supporting both these massive groups of people. And so Abram decides to be the peacemaker. And we hear about being a peacemaker oftentimes in the Bible and especially in the New Testament. But this is a really good example of what that actually looks like in real life. Abraham Abram gives Lot the first choice to choose which land he wants. And Abram's just going to go the other direction. That way they have the space to maintain their relationship and yet continue to supply for their livestock and supply for their, their own group's needs. And what's fascinating here is we get a little look into Lot's decision-making, right? He, he picks the practical choice. He picks the place that has the most watered ground. It says it's like the Lord's garden and like the land of Egypt. But he picks a place where sin is running rampant. In verse 13 of chapter 13, it says, Now the men of Sodom were evil, seeing immensely against the Lord. Now, we don't know if Lot knew the extent of the sin in Sodom when he picked that land, but one thing that we do know is that he was basing his decision off what was practical, what made sense, what was economically more beneficial. But Abram doesn't even make a decision right away. He gives it up to Lot. And This comes from what we see in the end of chapter 13, when the Lord repeats his promise to Abram to take care of him, to multiply his offspring, give them this land, guarantee that they will have an inheritance if they just follow after him and he he be their God and they be his people. And what we see in Abram is this quiet confidence in the promises and commands of God that allows him to not act sporadically, or in self-defense when it comes to to matters like this, mat- like interpersonal relationships um, and concerns and worries about how he's going to provide for his own people and his own flocks and his own livestock. <clears throat> and while we maybe aren't dealing with the same sort of conflict that Abram's dealing with, where we have to provide for all of our livestock, at least I'm sure many of us aren't dealing with that, we will often face times in our lives when, It's easy to react out of anxiety or act out of self-preservation. But as Christians, we rest not just on what's practical and what's economically feasible, but we also rest on the promises of God and his faithfulness. And that should allow us to be a solid foundation for other people around us and people who can rest in the peace and quiet of Christ when other people are reacting out of anxiety or self-preservation. So I, I hope that this is blessed you as you seek to study Genesis chapter 13, the rest of the Bible. And I pray that in all things, God's name will be glorified and his will be done.